Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You ain't full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Napoleon's sister was a fucking freak. Hey, where are the white women at? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You have smoked yourself retarded. I like turtles. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Why are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. This week we are actually a tricycle because Mr. Davy Wavy's under the weather. Davy, I hope you feel better, buddy. But the show must go on. Emily, Miss Emily from Instagram, are you were on the first Monday Night Master Debaters. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you. It's great to be back. I'm, I'm doing well, enjoying the summer and waiting to see how much crazier the world can get. Oh, you don't have to wait. Just look at the <laughs> clock. Every minute, it seems like something else comes up, right? It's true. Oh, it's my true. God. Ryan, what's going on, man? Same old stuff, man. Uh, walking in a little late here, but I guess the audience didn't really know that. But, you know, just freaking it's so busy. Like, I, I have no time to do anything, dude. But uh, looking into some new stuff and, that you're kind of familiar with and uh, just excited for, like, what the future holds, because I do think that the world's going to get crazy. But I'm like kind of on the fence of like how much that's planned by humans and how much it's planned by like some other entities. I'm getting weird like that now. And or Mm -hmm. how much of it is cyclical, right? I mean, I'm starting to buy into the fact that there's this cycle that every and 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 trying to figure out how many years is it, but every X amount of years there seems to be, you know, a reboot, right? A refresh of everything. And I feel like you've been really pulling back the layers to that. You've opened my eyes to that with a lot of your research and cause me to dig deeper i think you're absolutely right there's definitely a cycle there's definitely um our history is much shorter for our civilization i think than we actually even know and i don't know how much is actually created how much is is real at this point like i mean like you said you just question everything yeah because and and that's what's amazing like you keep pulling it back and you're like oh there's another level and um ryan and i have been looking into this guy uh jason brashear and he has a whole different take on things than what I've been looking at. And, and but it's, you know, I'm looking more recent. He's taking mm-hmm. it back, you know, BC, 
So he's going back, uh, you know, five to 7,000 years. And, but the, the thing that is amazing is you still see these patterns. I think he says it's a 128 year cycle or multiples of 128, right? So you could go to 256 and then du- double it from there. And, and so looking at that, but what a lot of people keep saying though, is there's this time of darkness and then this switch. And, 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 and if you think about everything that makes sense, right. Cause everything seems to be a pendulum, right. Yeah. It always seems to want to get back to the middle, no matter how far crazy left it goes or how far crazy right it goes or up or down, it always seems to want to get level. Mm-hmm. Which is that sort of chaos that you wonder is it true? Is it chaos or is it planned? Is it supposed to be this way? Is it cyclical? Is it cyclical on purpose? Is it cyclical because that is the way the universe works? I mean, these are questions we'll never be able to answer. But I think what's really comforting for me is when we find more truths or more similarities in the storyline that we're uncovering. It's like confirmation that, okay, yeah, I am onto something. There is something a little bit different than what we were told, and we can continue to dig deeper. We may never know the answer, but at least we have some comfort in knowing that we're not crazy for thinking that something different has been going on or was going on or is going on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm with you because I I went, and it's funny because it seems like everybody goes through that phase, right? Where you you question, you start questioning yourself at one point where you're like, is it just me? Am I, am I really the one that is that crazy or is anyone else seeing this? And then when you start, you know, finally looking around and, and, or meeting random people that have similar uh, beliefs or even, you know, can understand where you're coming from. You're like, okay, good. It's not me. This place yeah. is crazy and I'm just in it. And, uh, and like you said, we may never know the answer. But the, the one thing I do know is it's not what I've been told. So at that point, anything is possible. So it's tough. Have you looked though. into this, this five son thing? Have you heard of that? Either one of you guys, the five sons, which I know that one thing our boy mentioned that we're trying to that that shark, the whale that we're trying to catch right now. Yeah. Um, have you heard of this five sons? Emily shook your he- her head. No. no, I haven't heard I of the five sons. No, I've heard of, yes. you know, the two sons. Yeah, okay. I've heard of the two sons. Yeah, dude. So this shit is wild because I when, when I was looking into the Lucius Trust, I um, came across this thing with this guy named Maitreya, who is the fifth Buddha, the fifth and final Buddha, um, sort of like this messianic figure that comes back and this is the final time and then you know the world ends kind of like the vert like it almost seems like an antichrist type figure now the five sons um stems from aztec folklore it seems like but i think that there's other branches of it and it's basically um you're probably thinking of sun like s-o-n but it's s-u-n is what this is that the sun has literally died out four other times and we're in the fifth and final sun and all these other gods have ruled under these sons. And so it sounds obviously like, like, again, like folklore. And it doesn't, you know, it wouldn't, if you told the story the way that the Aztecs did today, it wouldn't resonate with any of us because we don't believe in like the power of the jaguar like they did. And then like the acorns and the pine nuts and things like that, that they believed in. Um, but if you were to change the story a little bit that would fit like today, like maybe Kim Kardashian and like uh fucking, you know, bullshit that doesn't make any sense. TikTok, 
and things that actually make sense and that are in vogue and popular, maybe we would like try and fall behind this idea. But it kind of goes back to what that dude says of like there was an old sun that was very, very distant and the, the sky was dark. It was like a dark purple sky rather than being like the blue sky that we see. And this cycle lasted for 676 years. And um, then Quetzalcoatl steps in. That mm-hmm. cycle lasts for another uh, 676 years. And then you get another one and another one that just keep coming. And now we're in the final one. And this one's gone longer than any of the others. But once this one's done, the human experiment's over. There's no more Earth. There's no more universe even. It's just we our consciousness goes back to something else. And it's just a deep thing that I just started looking into. But it's very, very interesting to me right now. So I don't know what your thoughts are. Oh, I'm going to dive into this. I want to learn more about it. That sounds really, really interesting. And it falls into that cyclical mindset too, yeah. into those theories of being cyclical. So um, that makes, that's really interesting. I want to dive in. I'm going to bang out an episode on it pretty soon here, probably tomorrow. Perfect. But yeah, oh, yeah cause it kind of ties in, in, in theory with what Emmanuel Kingman says about the, you know, the Christ millennial reign, how you have this period where Christ is in control And then you have this period where Satan is unleashed from the pit and he takes control. And, and then after he takes control, it, there's this period of going back to the, uh, the Christ reign. And in that, and in the interim, it goes from bad to good. It's not like, you know, an instantaneous thing. Mm. So, and, and his, his thing ties out to like, um, I think it, he marked 1776 and to go 250 years from there, that would be the, the rule of Satan. 250 years. We're almost there. Yeah. 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 That we're makes almost there. So so, and I've always heard they say a, a one, one complete government system is 250 years in history. They've been running about 250 years, right? Yep. Through, through the fall of any government or um, governmental body i guess for a region or a kingdom or or a country and we're hitting that right now yeah we're right about there what are we mm-hmm. at we're at 44 mm-hmm. something like that yeah so 244 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah dude I, I don't know man i think that uh because 1776 is not even really necessarily when the country started right so the country starts a few years later well no 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 they're mm-hmm. not even basing it off when the country starts there, that was just the year. That's how the years played out based uh, off of okay. a, after when Jesus died. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's tough to know that kind of stuff, man, because there's so many theories and, and discounting one is like you're just kind of screwing yourself over if you discount any of these. You know what I mean? When I was talking with my dad about this whole sun idea, he thought it was crazy, obviously. Right. But, you know again they they shifted this narrative to make sense for the aztecs and these ancient societies for some reason had some some knowledge and it seemed like you know there's less population the elite had less to control so they didn't necessarily conceal the truth they might have just like kind of lied about the way that it went down you know what i mean like yeah this jaguar god was in control and blah 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 but dude and it's interesting with with the the five sons the fourth son the last son that died the way that the world ended in this cataclysmic event was a flood. Yep. So there was another one that was like a hurricane scenario was the third sun. Um, The second sun was fire raining down from the sky. And the first sun 
was um what the hell was the first son i forget like i have ice? notes what's frozen? that ice maybe frozen no because i think that we like all the history that we know seems to have be like seems to be under the uh fifth son still okay. like the aztecs were living in the fifth son mm-hmm. um the first one was the ja- oh uh jaguars ate all of the people it was only giants that lived during this time mm-hmm. and the the um the jaguar god and the war god that was acting as the sun at that time made all the jaguars eat all the people and so, that's an interesting thing because every it seems like every culture that you go to has giants in their history and a mm-hmm. flood story in their history mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and both of them seem to be poo-pooed almost as just stories in the western society now you know okay. it's like and I laugh because yeah. the, the more you look into it, uh, the Hopi had a lot of knowledge, you know, a lot of uh, you would almost call it like foresight. You know, they were able to see the future almost and predict things, whether mm-hmm. they were using, you know, the sky okay. or they were using the land, whatever they were using. It seems like that. And that's why when I start thinking about it, I'm like, you know, they made this hard, quick push to just... Mm-hmm wipe out this country in in the 1800s and just go from east coast to west coast and you know start industrializing it and you know they could have done it and worked with the natives but they just decided to plow right through and it's almost like they were trying to make them disappear because they knew something that they didn't want to be passed on as well like they knew about this land they knew the history of this land they knew the legends of this land and the, the Europeans came in and wanted to write the legends of this land. They wanted to be the authors of it. And it, it's, it's weird because I, I just get this feeling. No, it's not weird. I just get this feeling that, you know, the whole story, there's a lot more history and a lot more, I want to say specialness, but it doesn't give it enough value to, to the land that we're on. There's a lot no, more there, here. You're, you're spot on because the thing is, is that I've noticed that it seems that whenever history has been rewritten or civilization has been taken out, there has been a tremendous effort to sort of diminish and squash and put out the light that we actually have within us as humans and our souls and what we're actually capable of with our power, with our energy, with our light. Um, I've, I've, I've read a lot into what we are actually capable of. I've been researching for myself firsthand in what sort of powers and energy and things that we actually have, um, that there is a concerted effort to actually make us believe we don't have that. And that what kind of stuff are you finding him? Like just the power of, of your, your mind and your, your creating your energy. Um, and I'm using the term manifest, but not in the same way, manifesting energy in your own life to create things for yourself, not manifesting things, but using your energy to put yourself on a better path, a better trajectory to connect with other people in a different way, to heal people in a different way. Like we actually have these powers when we pull out our energy in different ways and are able to harness it and use it to actually transcend between each other and with the universe and with nature in different ways that um, we have never been told that we are able to do. And there's a really, like, even just in our civilization now, there's such an effort with NASA and with space to just teach us, like, we are so minuscule and insignificant, but really we are incredibly powerful. 
and with their own energy, with their own mindset, just calibrating yourself using frequencies, using um, different powers of positive words and positive intention can really change the trajectory of your minute, your hour, your day, your week, your month. Um, I've had, you know, incredible transformations in my life and my experience and how I feel and what my day-to-day life is, and including for my children, my family, um, just from exploring those avenues. It's changed so much. And I think when you look back at, there's those other mystical civilizations, as they call them, where they had certain powers or they had abilities to heal or abilities to do things. I think that there's an intense effort to diminish that. And I don't know why. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because the whole thing with frequencies and, and vibrations, and it's almost like we are magnets, right? And, and, and our thoughts and, and, and our, just our, our, we're, we're going to attract whatever we're thinking and we're like mind, we're going to reject or repel anything that's not meeting our frequencies at that time. And it's, no, it's, True. Our antennas are so powerful. I mean, like I use antennas, not for real, but they're so, they're so, they're so powerful that we can just through our words and through our thoughts, just completely change the house that we live in the house, the yeah. just our world, our, our experience, our mindset, the way we interact with people around us, all of it. It's, it's really incredible. Um, I've been really diving into it with frequencies, musical frequencies, even just in my house. Um, you know, I, I, I have the, the different frequencies during the night playing very soft in every room of our house. So when my children are sleeping, when I'm sleeping, um, and it has changed so much for all of us in terms of like, there's no one's ever having meltdowns. Everyone's happy. Like it's changed everything in, in, with my kids even. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. So there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, tuning your attention, changing your thoughts, just saying things, even if it sounds stupid, that are very positive, that are very, um, you know, even if you think it's not going to work, just sort of changing what you say every day and changing what you say to different people um, changes your trajectory incredibly. And I think there's really something behind that. It's not, it's not just, um, it's not just coincidence. So let me ask you this. Do you think it's intention uh, behind the word? Because um, something that I found out, and I know Matt's very familiar with too, and I'm sure you are too, Emily, that our language, English, has been very, very corrupted at the roots, yes. right? Like, so, like, I found out just the other day, too, that baby is, like, another word for demon. You know yes. what I mean? And, and, like, baby is such an endearing term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure. Th- and even honey. Honey is an, is an mm-hmm. occult term. Um, you know, the Freemasons believe that honey was, like, the, the cure of all that can ail you. And that goes back to – and it depends how you want to interpret this stuff, obviously – but this this is more like of a pagan idea, worshiping the creature, not the creator type stuff that mm-hmm. the uh, pagans are all about. Right. Mm-hmm. Saying that honey is the end all be all for cures. Um, that's a term of endearment. Baby is like, you know, our most prized possessions here in our culture. Right. It As is so crazy. You say that, Ryan, because I was watching the uh, the College World Series earlier and I had it on mute, but I had the the uh, closed captions up. And it a guy hit a home run and all it kept saying across the bottom was, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Or come on, baby. And I'm like, I started thinking about that. I'm like, man, you always, we always use that in sports, you know? And I was like, why out of all the words would you say like, come on, baby. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit. Where does it work? People use it for their child, which is like by definition what it is. If you look up baby, it's a child. Right. But then you can also use it as like, 
like a, a a chick that's hugging their their man, right? Or yeah, like a exactly. Man that's yeah, a guy caught my my buddy in in college. His nickname for his girlfriend was Baby. Yeah, was so it made us throw up. But you know, like yeah, it's nauseating. It's kind of fun. You know, it's fun. Yeah, kind of fun. It's if better you're in than high Babe. School. I'll tell you, it's better than Babe. Babe, I hate. Oh, dude, yeah. Boo is yeah. bad too, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. No, and you're, you guys are absolutely right. So our language has been corrupted. Um, we're, the things that we say, things that we chant and we do music, you memorize all the lyrics to all those songs full of angst in the 90s and the 2000s. Great. That that shifted like the mindset of our generation with all the, the you know, the 90s, it was the angst and everything. And we all sort of have that commonality of like pain within from, you know, years past. Um, but then you come in now to the 2000s and you look at like the songs that are coming out and the subliminal messages that are coming in and people are repeating all of these words over and over again. It's extremely powerful, but there are ways to counteract that. So if you're someone who constantly sings along to music or doing these things, it's very important that every morning and every night you just say words about protection from evil entities, from evil energies, from evil intentions, from evil people or evil um, you know, in, intention that's coming your way from people you know and people you don't know to protect you and your family with, a, you know, whatever. You can just say, say it in any way that you want. Um, but that goodness will overpower the evil every day. But the problem is, is that nobody, nobody really does that. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I mean, some people pray and say, protect my family and do all this. But, but if you really put your intention, like you said, the intention behind the words that's important, your energy is behind it. And tuning your energy to be able to use it properly is incredibly powerful beyond measure. It's it's actually mind blowing. It's something I never thought was actually possible. I know, like if one of my children are now, I'm at the point where they're incredible. They're upset over something, or they're scared. They have a nightmare. They wake up. All I have to do is put my hand on their head and just focus my energy into calming them down. It takes three seconds for them to stop. Like it's that fast. And I think there's so much power. There's nothing special about me we all have this ability to transfer energy to each other um it's just a matter of being able to identify and and sort of cultivate what you actually believe you are capable of it's the jedi mind trick yeah it, it that's exactly what it's like i mean it it started out you know one night where i started doing it and it, it's it's amazing how when i don't do it they don't calm down and then when i do it they immediately just sort of fall into a sigh and go back to sleep yep well it's funny you mentioned that about like music and stuff because i hadn't heard about this but the other day i heard about this song there's a song called weightless and it's by marconi union and supposedly it is the most relaxing song ever created like they warn people not to listen to it while they're driving because mm. it will reduce your heart it's 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 meant to reduce your heart rate lower mm. everything down put you in a relaxed state and it has been known to put people to sleep now i don't know if that's just you know urban it, legend or whatnot good marketing it could, but it could be real I, but no you you, I, I mean i listened to the song and i sat there and you can literally feel yourself feel just yourself. just mm-hmm. to, it's like a giant exhale Change. you know you relax yeah See, I wonder what would happen if you were listening to that and you were actually doing something that required physical activity or like mm-hmm. if you were researching while you're listening to that, if you would absorb okay. that information better or if you would like forget that. Well, shit. How about this, right? I'll try it tomorrow. I'll, when I go to the gym, I'll put this on mm-hmm. and I'll put it on repeat for like it's eight minutes. So I'll put it on twice and I'll see how it works. And then I'll put on some like 
metal music or something. Don't be fucking with the freeway. That's why you do it then. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not driving with it. Are you crazy? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. That sounds I'm crazy. I'm really dude. curious if that's, if that's 528 hertz. I use that for a sleeping harmony. And when I put that on, everybody sinks deep into sleep very quickly, myself included. Like sometimes it, it has historically just been difficult for me to sleep. I'm a person who's like a night owl. And not because of anxiety or anything. I just, I'm just awake and I watch TV or I'm on my phone or do whatever. But if I put my phone down, I put on a five, I have a playlist for 528 Hertz. I put it on at a very low level. I can't remember anything. I'm out like right away. So I'm wondering if that is somehow one of those, one of those Hertz. But if you start reaching, researching into the different frequencies and what they can do, and then you start listening to them, and especially with headphones, um, it you hear everything much um it's a much richer sound um but you definitely notice a difference for whatever it is and then you were talking about with research and different things i don't know if you've heard of binaural binaural beats yeah mm -hmm. if you've heard of that before um that uses frequencies and like uh, different pulsations and if you do that while you are if you use that different ones while you are studying or researching or preparing yourself for like an interview or a speech or something like that it it actually makes an incredible difference in your ability to focus and retain information see those are crazy though you got to be mm -hmm. careful with those binaural beats because yeah. there's this thing that they call digital drugs and you can mm -hmm. literally buy them on like uh like black market or black uh dark web stuff and it's literally you get like the same effect of weed if you buy mm -hmm. a certain song or the same effect of like Adderall if you buy another song. So those mm -hmm. ones that make you focus more may be like an Adderall type binaural yeah. beat that you're getting. And it's tapping mm -hmm. into something that the same thing that when you take the actual drug, it's mm -hmm. activating that idea in your brain. It's wild to That's think about. That's crazy because but Emily, it might was not that... be a bad thing. It Emily, might not was be it a you bad that thing, posted not about that, that they were going to do medicine like that? Did, did I? Somebody posted uh, about that on Instagram about how the the future of medicine is. You can just push a button on an app oh, on your phone. Frequency. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, we talked about yeah. that with Sherry Edwards, Matt. You know, when Sherry Edwards mm -hmm. came on, she was she's been big into that. Saying oh yeah. That, yeah. You know, but you're gonna call in. Future. It won't be the future of medicine because it's not petrochemical pharmaceuticals. So, sure. so the thing is, is that that's the future of healing, probably but not the future of what's going to be mainstream. Right. Yeah. So because what's historically good for us has been deemed crazy and harmful and, and bad for you and not endorsed by the FDA and not approved by anybody and doctors, you know, get rid of it. So it very well could be something. Um, and, and just showing though, that like, it's interesting you say, I hadn't heard about that with drugs though, like specifically like having the same effect of weed using frequencies, but yeah. that just shows the power that it has. You're not putting anything to alter the chemical, um, you know, makeup of your body. You're not doing something that could potentially be harmful for you, but you are having that experience. It just shows how powerful frequencies actually are. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm going to see if I can pull up a site that'll explain it a little bit that we can kind of maybe look through. But yeah, there's um, there's different ones, digital drugs they call them. Um, yeah, I must hit heard different of... receptors. You know, yeah, that's the thing, exactly. Because yeah. dude, like the sounds are are wild. Like you can you can put a sound out there that'll give people cancer, 
but then you can also well, um, put a sound out at, there that'll kill cancer. Look at your uh, your boy there in his concert, right? Supposedly they used frequencies. To- <laughs> <laughs> that was Crimson Mist, though. Have you heard of Crimson Mist, Emily? No. Yeah, that's I know. I know that you had um, Matt, but yeah, no, that's that's what that is, dude. Straight up. It's like just uh, a, a frequency of anger, basically. Yeah. And, oh, the um, thing that they used at the Travis Scott concert. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. That was yeah. wild. No, that was that was absolutely wild. Um, that was a giant ritual. If you saw anything there. Yeah, I actually, after like three seconds, I everything in my being was like, "Don't watch this." Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Did you find it right? Yeah, I did. Should I share? Yeah, go ahead. Should I share? Okay, here. Um, can you see this? Because it's uh, it's showing me. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So this is what it is. Um, Binaural Beats audio files are being used as digital drugs. Um, and it says, new study sheds light on the little known phenomenon of binaural beats where sounds purportedly evoke psychoactive effects. Now, this makes sense, but supposedly it gets deeper and deeper where um, if you want to feel like you're smoking weed, but maybe you don't want to piss dirty, you can, um, you know, buy a, a, an apparent track of some kind. And I'm sure it's pretty expensive. I hadn't dabbled in this, but, you know, and then you have that weed and apparently it goes like even into like strains of different marijuana. Dude, this is like the meta 2.0. This is Dude, the meta wild. in real life. It goes over oh. my head, to be honest. But I, I, I just think that it's a very interesting concept and it makes a ton of sense when you like, Len Cretan, once you get past the idea that sounds can heal and harm, this is like obviously yes. the next level. Is like, how can we get fucked up using sound? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, or you know, go through walls and shit like that. You know, how do we how do we levitate, use all that all that stuff? Yeah, well, yeah, also, how do you control people, right? I'm sure yeah. there's a way to use sound to do that as well. There's, you know, obviously Clockwork Orange, but you look at the different things with the MK Ultra program, they use frequencies for breaking down people and being able to control them in a different way, um, using sounds, uh, words, you know, different things like that. So there's absolutely, I believe this is real. Like, this isn't, I don't think this is um, conspiracy in any way. Well, I think this is said very well right here. Maybe a drug doesn't have to be a substance you consume. It can, um, it could be to do with how an activity affects your brain. Oh, without so, a doubt. You know, yeah, exercise right. is a drug to some people. Yeah. Right? I right. mean, there's a lot of drugs you don't consume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's crazy, uh, man. You're going to be able to, you're going to be able to do anything you want without leaving your house in, in yeah. the next decade. You know, that's the goal, dude. Yep. Well, Well, so that's the thing. How do you feel about Elon Musk, Emily? Because you've been quiet lately. We haven't seen you around. I'm I'm happy that that uh, that you're doing this right now, because yeah, have you been have you been out there like talking with other shows or anything? Have you been or you just Uh, I've done a couple podcasts here and there. I've uh, just been on a few, but I've really been sort of on a hiatus. Like I said, I've been on this journey of like really um, diving into energy like right and diving into yeah, yeah. how to enhance the life for the better how to enhance the experience and it's actually changed my life in a way that's different than it's ever been um for the better and um i'm still you know tinkering around and sharing my shit but you know i like on instagram but uh with elon musk i i'm just sitting back and waiting i have no opinion whatsoever like i see both sides to what people are saying about him 
and what people are postulating about him, I have no idea what to think because there's certain things that point that he is just um, a cog in the wheel. He's another player. He's there intentionally, which probably is the case. Mm-hmm. Or, But then I see that he has these different ideas and these different opinions that actually wake people up and create different maybe Maybe that's intentional too to create chaos, but um, I I really am I'm on the fence waiting to see. And I just kind of read a lot about him, and I see what people people have very strong opinions about him on both sides, and oh, I yeah. take in all of it, and I just don't have an opinion one way or the other at this point. Uh, intentionally, I'm trying so, to like remain completely in the yeah middle. unbiased. That's a good move, but I mean, so then what about this? What about Trump? Because last time I, I got in a little trouble with you by saying that Trump hires bad people. And, uh, I regretted that instantly when I said it. But uh, so, so no, I know what you meant. Yeah, right. OK, thank you. Yeah, um, no, but, no offense taken. I swear it was funny. OK, good. No, yeah. And I, I didn't think about it like that. I wasn't thinking like yeah. every person like the janitor work at Trump Tower is not a bad guy. I'm just saying. So, no. so how do you, have, has your opinion changed about that or anything? Cause there is actually some development that Texas just took steps to, uh, you know, not back the official results of 2020, which yeah, is the first no, state to officially do that. Right. And my stance has not changed. Um, gotcha. I still do not, I, I, it's whether I'm right or wrong, I truly do not believe that he's a bad guy. Okay. I just don't. Um, I only had five years around him. But um, there's just there's just from from my experience and from what I've seen, I, it's easy to 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 take a picture here or take a, a a quote there and say this is why he's really bad. Um, I could be very wrong, and I'm open to the fact that I could be wrong. But in my gut, I just don't think that he's a bad guy. I do think he had good intentions. I do think he he corrupted plans, um, and I do think that he. Um, tried to fight against the machine that was going and and attacking him and failed for the first Mm -hmm. time in his life. Right. He doesn't fail at anything he does really. Um, And then I think, I think that he was, he was overcome. Hmm. I don't think, you know, the whole, I don't know about the whole Q thing. I don't know about any of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about him being the hero coming to save everybody, but I don't necessarily think, I still don't think he was a bad guy. I don't think that he is part of the plan and I think he threw a cog in the wheel. I could be wrong, but that's just what I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll respectfully disagree, but you know, like yeah. I said, like I think that that's what's important. And I, and I, mm-hmm. like I said, I respect that opinion because uh, it's undeniable that we were doing much, much better under him until COVID yeah. hit. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's an understatement of the year. Yeah, because yeah. you um, got we were doing better with him even after COVID hit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't understand, and that's the thing. I think that um that we had that we that we had yeah yeah dude. I like oh that. my god, I watched that like forty five times. Yeah, oh, hey. have you seen the 45. the part after too where he's under and he's on the ground, and he's got his his leg up. Yeah, and and then they they have a meme of Rogan interviewing him, like yeah. when he interviewed <laughs> Conor down. McGregor when he was down. But now, hey, check this out. This is creepy because I, you know, this goes along to the whole the whole world is fake. Okay. Now there, <laughs> there's like the uh, the baby pose, right? But then, okay, he's got brown ha- arm hair and leg hair, but the real Joe Biden has gray yeah. arm <laughs> hair. Well, he always Good. talked about his blonde hair. Yeah, right. That and that in. is not so bad. Oh, that is damn. dark brown. Who is okay, this so man? Maybe it's maybe it's the light. 
I'm just, just I, dude, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm yeah. not saying this is real. I'm just laughing because that is how far we're going. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're comparing the man's arm hair and this is what got him into trouble in the first place. Cause he wanted to have kids sit on his lap and stroke his leg hair. Well, dude, and Matt, that that technology, that weird little AI thing that that we've been fucking around with, that you know, that where you type in a, a yeah. term and it will come up with something, dude. This is just what's available to dummies like us for free. Oh yeah, and think so about what, what they have. Dude, but that's that's what NASA's working with, right? I mean, yeah. that's the kind of shit where they can say, okay, let's uh, zoom in the Earth a little bit more. All right, make it a little bit marble shaped. Yeah. So with this, you know, there there. Are, insane possibilities you can say make a video of joe biden riding a bike and he stops and then falls yeah because i don't know if you saw the the segment where i was talking with thomas where he says make me a website in html and ccs coding with a red background and green letters that sells shoes and he hits enter and it just types pages and pages of code out Uh uh-huh auto auto typing code you know what i mean so you can make a video like this and this could all be AI. That's oh, what's yeah. wild. Dude. Oh, yeah. And that's why I laugh because I'm like, I don't know, you know, everybody, everybody was, you know, like the video with the cows and everything that people were panicking about. I'm like, who knows if it's even real anymore? Like, because then in the in the last week, I had somebody send me a, a coal train derailment and then a, a massive sheep flock that died. And I'm like, guys, this is all just bullshit. I'm so like, that doesn't necessarily need to be real map, but what, so what would the, uh, what would the reason be that they're putting these videos out and it feeds into the narrative of skyrocketing food prices. So yes. it just lets them say, this is why you're paying three times more for ground beef and steak is look at this video. And then yep. this is why, you know, no one really buys lamb, but this is why, meat as a whole is more expensive you know what i mean it it feeds into a narrative and that is what's more concerning to me not really the veracity of the actual video oh without a doubt yeah no i don't i don't buy any of these videos honestly i feel like i I, because you don't know when they're from right i mean they some of these and and like the sheep one that i saw i know it's from a couple years ago because i remember seeing it and i'm like oh this is weird now the other thing is too listen guys train derailments do happen Right. They're not going to be number one on the news every day, but they happen all around the country, almost on a daily basis. You know, car accidents do happen. Plane crashes do happen. Now, the fact that they uh, just so happen to land on certain food processing plants is very suspicious and that there's fires. Now, now the other thing is, though, we hear about all these fires at these plants, too. and, And but we don't hear the extent right all the time. So it could just be, you know, a fire in the kitchen. It doesn't have to be the whole plant was destroyed, but then you do have, you know, you see fires where the entire plant is destroyed. And that's, that's a real thing too. But I think it's a mix of let's just bombard them with, and this one's kind of sticking, right. You know, and it's like what Ryan said before, it helps their narrative to ease into higher food costs when we may not actually see full on shortages in the store. Right. You may see you may not be able to get the brand you want at the time. And this is what I keep saying. And people are arguing with me. And that's fine. You hold your own opinion. This is just what I believe. I think you're going to see less, but we're not going to see none. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. I don't think we're headed for starvation. I don't think we're headed for, you know, times where people are shooting each other to get a loaf of bread. Like we're not headed there. And that's what the narrative is trying to create. 
um, in the mindset of a lot of people. And I, I, I wonder if that also too, though, does play into the, the fake meat and the fake, um, you know, all of that that's coming out to try to push that too. They're going to drive the prices up and then the prices are going to go down for, you know, the impossible burger and all those things. And I think, you know, Bill Gates and, and his friends are incredibly invested in that industry. And I think we're headed in that direction. And I worry about what's actually in there. I know you can see the, like, you can see the ingredients list on all of those and there's some not so good things in there, but who's to say that we know exactly what's really in there. Yeah. So who, why do the they, they don't have to list everything. Right. Em? I mean, they, they could slide stuff they in lied there to us and about, put it on there. They lied to us about the vaccine, lied to us about COVID, they lied to us about 9-11. We're going to be like, well, no, but they wrote the ingredients on the back of the label. It's hundred percent true. Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> not. The only ingredients that I believe are my vegetables, right? Like there's one ingredient, right? I buy a tomato. It's a tomato, but well, but not even if you buy it anymore, though. Emily. Those things you cannot yeah, trust. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. It, well, here in Wisconsin, my little farmer's market, I go to the right to the farmer. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's much better. And for the first time ever, I started my own garden. So, Good for like, you. Yes. Yeah. Nice job. What do you know? So, yeah. What do you got? So that, that's like literally everything. <laughs> right. I have some of everything. Like, you got star fruit? No. So okay. everything that well, can grow in Wisconsin within 110 days, right? Because so, <laughs> we're, it gets pretty cold pretty quick after that. So, um, but I, I have like everything that can be grown in this kind of climate. And uh, I'm excited about it because it's like, even just like the herbs are already ready. And I've, I've gotten like, you know, herbs for it that are great for your body. I've got, you know, cilantro and parsley and um, oregano and sort of the, so you're hitting all of the different areas for um, killing viruses and killing bacteria and, you know, killing, killing off uh, different infections and things. So it's, that's kind of nice to have that right in my own backyard where I know it's not tampered with. Yep. That's the way to go. Fuck yeah. Yeah, no, it is interesting. It's so hard to grow things out here. And then when I found out that I was getting cancer water in my uh, out of my tap, it, it doesn't even. <laughs> I, I, that's why none of my shit was growing. Come to find out. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I had one success, very successful crop of broccoli in the winter. Oh. And then like I've grown some greens. But yeah, no, when I think when you're poisoning these damn, you know, plants, there's no. Yeah, what you have, have? Yours was arsenic, right, Rye? 1,700 times the safe amount. Wow. I had that too. It, it's here too. Really? I don't know if 1,700 times with the arsenic was like at such an alarming level. I, you know, and that's why I always, we always joke about uh, the sponsorships with Berkey, but the the Berkey filters, like I, I pray to God they're for real because <laughs> yeah. I use I mean, it. It's better than nothing. That's what I use. Um, and but I still know that like the water. There's a lot of prop- things about the water that I still don't know that I want to dive into this summer. Um, not to go on a tangent, but like alive water versus dead water and the different things you can do to change your water, even with a filter. Sometimes you can you can filter your water all you want; it's still dead. Deuterium in it too. Um, so what's, yeah, yeah. What's the so, difference, Emily, between dead and alive water? Um, the ability to properly hydrate your cells correctly, right? So that's why they say like people are always in some sort of state of dehydration because we are consuming more, more water than we ever have, but our water is giving us, you know, you know, 6% of what it should be, right? And that's why we're consuming more and more and more and we're still really dehydrated. There's still kidney problems, liver problems, you know, all of those things that are coming into play. Um, just even the dehydration, you can just see dehydration in people's faces every day. 
you know, whether it's from alcohol or whether it's from just not getting the right kind of water, you, you actually can just go to the store and you can see who's dehydrated and who's not by looking at her face. Right here. Dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, think, like she said, though, everyone is. Yeah, oh, everyone is for part. sure. Dude, how did yeah. these people in ancient civilizations live for so long when there was like droughts for like a few years? They didn't they weren't eating the GMOs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they didn't need to drink water. They would get their their hydration through eating. Their yeah, skies weren't painted with mm-hmm. clouds every morning. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's the other thing, too. Like there's a concerted effort to give us certain things that are going against our body. So, yeah. you know, if you are, are having water that's full of chemicals, air that's full of chemicals, food that's full of chemicals, even if you're trying to eat the right foods and you think you're doing the healthy thing, a lot of carry around a chemical, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, every, everything that we have, you know, is, is, is completely pitted against us. Right. So we're, we are in a, I mean, honestly, we're in a losing battle, right? I think we could live much longer than what they tell us our life expectancy is. If you remove all those layers of, you know, absolute intentional and heinous bullshit that they throw at us every day. I think that th- that's the reason why our life expectancy is what it is. I think we can go much higher than that if we could go back to to the way it used to be, but everything has been corrupted in order to cater to the pharmaceutical and, you know, insurance and medical industry. Yeah. Hey, I can't disagree with you, but what about this? Let me show you this beer that I'm drinking. This is lovely right here. Um, it's called is it the a conspiracy Veloc- ale. <laughs> what? Is it a conspiracy ale? It's a conspiracy beer, and nice. it's only because it's a dinosaur, the Velocihopter. <laughs> Velocihopter, dude. This is the. I mean, is that so from Chicago? Is that Chicago? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it looks I like a it... monster can. Oh, because they use the the um. Oh, what is it called? Um, pseudo Oregon. Sioux of Chicago for the dinosaur that's in the in the airport. <laughs> the oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, this is out of uh, Oregon. So, Velasa Hopter. Yeah, Velasa Hopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great play on words. See, because the I hops are in the beer. Too. That's so good. Well, I'm a huge fan of beer. I mean, I'm a total health nut, and I do as much as I can to, you know, to offset, you know, when I do have beers. But I'm from Wisconsin. Like, it's our... <laughs> it's in your DNA. Our, yeah, I mean, our state bird is the mosquito, and, you know, our state... Really? Drinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> So, I mean, there's there's more bars per capita here than anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, UW is like the number one party school for the longest time. It's the best there. I hey, but Phoenix there, yeah. fucking so ASU took that over, though, dude. Yep. Did they? Did, did that pass? Yeah. Lots of dirt bags coming out of there. It's yeah. So fun. ASU yeah. is filthy. But you know what's unfortunate <laughs> now is because I, I like U of A that's down the street and then ASU is the rival school. They're actually not now starting to become like a prestigious business school. So nice. now it's not just a party school. So now they're real up their own asses right now. And it's annoying, but it's that's fine. Funny. Let them do the this. Some of those schools, though, is it teaches you how to like party and social up for your job. <laughs> I day. guess. And there is like per capita probably more beautiful women up in that school than oh my god i've ever seen arizona i mean i think arizona per capita is like some of the most beautiful women in the country right it's insane better than california i I, yeah i I, I agree because in arizona too i don't know if it's as plastic as california oh speaking of you guys have noticed that the kardashians have completely removed their asses no they haven't oh yeah that's the only thing that was good about them 
I, I know. Kim, I just saw a picture of her and Pete Davidson at the beach or something. I well, I saw it. See, it depends on the angles because I saw a photo of Kim and Pete, and everyone was everyone was freaking out. And this was on kind of like a normie website, yeah, um, for gossip. And everyone was freaking out because they're like, "Why is her ass so small? Like, what happened?" And then another picture of Chloe came out, and her ass is gone. Like, and and so I'm wondering. I I don't know what what is behind that. I know they can surgically enhance anything and reduce anything that they have, but I don't know what's going on. That's like, it's whatever they do that changes or that they say, or something that's like the media completely highlights, I know is something to do a cultural shift. Right. So that could be, that could be something to, to change the trajectory of like where our mindset is going with our bodies, or if it's just, you know, something, but it's intentional. It's got to be intentional because it was all over the news. You know what's crazy about that is that <laughs> oh god, dude, he, he looks like he has Down syndrome to me. He like does. I can tell when a, I can yeah. tell when a dude is good looking. He does. Does, he's not a good looking dude. I don't think. You know what I mean? This is very yeah. love on the spectrum esque. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, so what no. I was gonna say, you made a really a really great point there about the Kardashians and how they they kind of change culture. Because like for my whole like once I found out what girls were in like middle school and and really elementary school. And then moving forward, I, I was a boob guy, right? When I'm looking, like I was always about boobs. And then I started out of nowhere really appreciating a big ass and not caring about boobs. Not just a big ass, but a good ass. You know <laughs> and, what I mean? And you attribute yeah. that to the Kardashians? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> also great. bigger lips. I mean, you, you can contribute. I mean, honestly, you can contribute any cultural shift for beauty or mindset to whoever is highlighted in pulp culture from Jim Morrison to Kate Moss. Right. I mean, that will change the trajectory of an entire generation. Absolutely. So so the idea, do you think that the ass is going to go away now, Emily? Is that what you're saying? You think if this is real now, it's going to go back to boobs or create people to go back to that Kate Moss eating disorder, take some heroin, you know what I mean? Sort of, sort of look. Heroin chic, they call it. Yes. Yes, that was in my generation, right? So I could never get behind the big asses. I was like, but the last thing I want is a big ass, right? <laughs> like, that was always the thing. Um, and, and so I could never get behind it. But I'm trying to find a picture of, like, her new ass. I, but I, I, yeah, I used to think that was weird, too. Like, a girl, like, because I had some uh, friends in school that always liked thicker girls. Mm-hmm. And I always liked skinny girls in, like, high yeah. school. I graduated 2009. But yeah. then as soon as I hit like 25, I'm like, okay, I appreciate mm-hmm. the thickness a little bit. You know what well, I mean? That- yeah, and that's when the Kardashians really, they became distorted. Like they always had a big butt, but then at some point it became like cartoonish, right? Like where their yeah. waist really went in and the butt was like so like SpongeBob. far out. <laughs> yes. I mean, even like Kylie and, and whatever their names are, the Jenner girls, if you look at them in the beginning of the the Kardashian series when they were, you know, 16 years old, they mm. were, they were tiny and they were, you know, they didn't have a hips and they didn't have any of that. And now they have the most pronounced hips and the pronoun- most pronounced ass that you've ever seen. And I think that's by design. I think it's for somehow, I don't know why exactly, but it's shifted. I don't know if it's for creating scarcity and all the girls who like have a flat ass or have a regular ass that are like, why can't I look like that? Like, or, you know, to create negative energy or something like that. But it seems like when they brought in the Kate Moss, everyone was like, Oh, why can't I be that skinny? I need to have an eating disorder to get like that or do drugs. And then now it's like, why don't I have a big ass? I need to get surgery or, Oh, I can never get that big, you know, and this unattainable sort of look 
Um, it's very interesting. I don't know why they do it and why it keeps shifting back and forth the way it does just in my life. Well, and, and, and I think you might be onto something too, Em, because what did Kim Kardashian, what was she just pushing so hard in the news was that insane diet she went on to fit into that Marilyn Monroe dress, yeah. right? Which was right. basically starving herself mm-hmm. for however many weeks to be able to fit into that dress. And she didn't even fit into it. That was a crazy. No, they ended up, she ended up breaking she, it. I got yeah, a shout and out. And then she to, had it on for three minutes. Yeah. I got to shout out Julia for her episode on Marilyn Monroe because I, I learned a lot in her Marilyn Monroe episode. That was episode. awesome. That's she one of the best job. deep dives I've heard yeah. on Marilyn Monroe. Or, you did know. you hear that, Emily? Too? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I know, Matt, so you good. you heard that. Dude, it, yeah, it's great. Yeah, she did a good job. I'm th- I'm thankful that she reminded me because when someone tells me that they, that I, to listen to something, they got to tell me three, four times. And she <laughs> told me and I listened to it and it was phenomenal. Listen to the yeah, whole thing. Cosmic Peach. Go check her out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good shit. But um, I think that the Kennedys did it for the record. She thinks the uh, mob did it. I think it was the Kennedys. But hey, you oh, know. I agree with you, actually, Ryan. I totally agree with you on that. The Kennedys? Mm-hmm. She, she just got passed around, man. You got to feel for that woman. Yeah. <sighs> she liked well, was it a little she bit a regular woman? Was she a creative woman? You know what? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm at that point where I literally take everything and I'm like, was she created for this purpose? For the story. For these, you know, for right? creating this. Yes, yes. Not, now, I'm not saying she wasn't real, but I'm saying, is she literally the story <laughs> that they tell us? Or what was she brought in in order to, um, you know, in order to create this narrative, in order to get to the, the that president that was trying to take on the CIA, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it is interesting, that little triangle between the Kennedys, the mm-hmm. CIA and the mob, because mm-hmm. they seem like they all hated each other, but then they all work together for their own benefit. Um, right. There's this hilarious meme I was going to share with you guys. If I can find it, it's on my uh, someone shared it with me on Instagram. But it's like, you know, just getting to the idea that like uh, Marilyn Monroe is not even real. You know, I know that you're not saying that, Emily, but that's like next level shit where it's like, yeah, she was CGI. Was it in vibration? Yeah, human vibration. She is so great with like making you question everything, and I, so I, I can't, I can't say for sure. I get behind everything she says, but also she makes me question so many things and look at everything through a different lens. It's pretty incredible. Like, it, it l- watching what she's done and listening to her different podcasts is, has really changed a lot of the way I view view things. I'm not saying I subscribe to everything, but it's interesting. And it makes I will never think, see the color purple the same ever. again ever. <laughs> ever never yeah it's so true you know she's 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 great for just kind of opening up your mind yeah because they're the ones that say like birds are aren't real that pandas aren't mm-hmm. real and things like mm-hmm. that and then you start thinking about it and you're like man like i mean the whole bird thing isn't true because my dog's killed a bird and it mm-hmm. there's they're real but it but, could be uh, some birds not no oh, oh definitely there's some that could be <laughs> yeah. out there that are machines yeah. for for certain right. But when you get yeah. to like pandas and stuff, that's mm-hmm. where it gets real weird. For me, because, yeah. Especially because you know, I saw them at the zoo. Were they robots? I don't yeah, know. And, and they just, Washington zoo. Yeah. They come out of China, right? And they yeah, only right. eat bamboo. Like what mm-hmm. carnivore would only eat bamboo? Like, it just doesn't seem to make sense. Mm-hmm. 
I know. And, and, and it's interesting because when she puts something out there and really, she draws a line in the sand, like this is not real, not real, not yep. real, but she has really good evidence and facts to, to lead up to where she comes to her, her conclusion. Right. And it doesn't mean you have to believe it, but it's very, very interesting. And it has really changed the way I view so many things in the world. Right. Yeah, and she's known for the whole. She's the one who exposed the John Benet Ramsey case yeah. as being fake, and just a CGI yeah. thing for them to start testing CGI on us. And yeah. that, um, that what's that app that they use um, about the fake faces? Mm-hmm. That, that still- app where it, yes, and you can't even detect who's real and who's fake. Yeah, I this- went to that website. This face is not real or something like mm-hmm. that dot com. And, and they're all just computer generated people. And they're like people they would use on the news. Right. OK, so this isn't the meme. And I'm so sorry to anyone. The person that sent this to me, I can't find it. But it said, uh, how big of a conspiracy theorist are you? And then it showed this. <laughs> the same person that yeah. oh Jackson's <laughs> fucking Epstein. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that just goes to show you that there's only a certain amount of templates out there, right? Right. I mean, it's finite and and it's just a repeating cycle of shit. I just saw a new video from there's an Instagram account shout out. It's called Everything Is Own. Yes. Um, and they had a video that was um showing all of the clones throughout history. I mean, even like black Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, it was like unbelievable believable when they were doing the side-by-sides and the facial analysis of all the different people um throughout history and even coexisting right now at the same time it really really blows your mind to think how many of the people that we idolize are just solely there created to to like push a narrative and push an agenda and further something with the idolatry and you look at a lot of the hollywood people and man some of them are you can't i i you know, didn't know they were two different people at certain, it was some of them. And, and then you mm-hmm. realize, oh, that's a different person. Yeah. Well, I remember someone sent me, this is before my eyes were really open and they sent me, it was like the half and half of Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And, like, and I remember being like, how, how on earth can that be? Like, how can they be perfectly symmetrical, the same person? And that always stuck with me. And then when I finally was doing things to sort of like get my, uh, you know, reading things and sort of my eyes were opening to the world, I went right back to that and and used and used that to further my research because it was really crazy to see just just that example alone um, is really mind blowing because it's not possible. It's just not possible that two people in Hollywood that are super famous can be perfectly symmetrical when you put their face side by side. Man, you got my mind stuck on black Arnold Schwarzenegger. How would that sound? That would be, <laughs> that would be like the weirdest. I'm sound, gonna send right? it to Give you him like it. a southern German accent. Combine like the southern mm-hmm. twang with a deep German, a deep Austrian accent. Well, what and if that- he just what if he just sounded the same, but he liked things that black people like only? You know what I mean? Like, like he was talking about like hair oil and stuff, you know, chicken, (laughs) little watermelon, you know, dude, uh, I don't know, man. It's just the, the possibilities are endless with a little black, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but yeah, no, I'm so sorry. Wait here. I don't know if you guys can see this on my phone. Oh, there it is. (laughs) 
Wow, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to see that in my dreams now. I know. I have to send this to you. It's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. It, these are all celebrities. So whoever, I don't know, actually don't, I'm not abreast on, on um, all of the music culture and all of the celebrities right now. Um, but the, I don't know who the uh, African-American gentleman is uh, that is looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but <laughs> I'm going to send that to you guys. Well, Human That's Vibration right. does that yeah. too, Em. She does the templates where mm-hmm. she'll post people that look identical. And it's yep. wild, these people, how, how identical they look. And so. especially when they're people through history, people yep. from 200 years ago to today. I mean, like the Nicolas Cages and the, you know, even Epstein and Andrew Jackson. That just, yeah. every time I see it, it blows my mind. The uh, the Pharrell one is interesting too. That little, uh, the hip hop dude, Pharrell. Yeah. That guy's. Yeah. Yeah. lived throughout time he was a native american apparently yeah, kind of interesting. yeah. That dude is, it really is yeah so not to completely get off uh the topic of this great uh you know black arnold schwarzenegger but the the idea of uh <laughs> the freemasons dude and i was coming back to this and somebody sent me a video did you know that they have a ritual where they marry uh little boys they do a ritual where they they dress a boy up in a wedding gown yes had yeah, I did that? hear about that. Yes. Them. It's dark. Someone sent me a video of it and it's pretty freaky. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if some of these people are FBI and they're trying to get me to watch weird shit. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, dude. That's a good point. You know what I mean? I'm always sketched out with mm-hmm. everyone. This guy's been a listener for a long time. I actually trust him, but like I said that out loud. And as I was saying that, I was like, ooh, that sounds really bad to say that someone sent me a video of a man marrying a little boy. You know what I mean? It just sounds yeah, fucking- yeah. <laughs> It sounds well, really it's good. Not, it's not you watching it at 3 a.m. It's it's you talking about it on a podcast explaining how yeah, thanks, Ryan. In our world is really crazy. Yeah. And now, now we're all on a list. Him. We're all in another list. We're all domestic terrorists. Now we're on another list. Thanks. I mean, honestly though, it is weird though, right? Like this is the stuff no, that it's I very think is, weird. This is the stuff that I'm not it's not that I'm interested in it, but mm-hmm. I think that this is like where my passion lies because I do want to expose that. And I think that if enough people knew about that stuff it would become a problem for them. It wouldn't be yeah. so easy. Like Nambla, Nambla yeah. wasn't known to a lot of people just a few years ago. It was a and joke, then, Ryan. Well, yeah. South it was, Park did it. was like a punchline, you know? South Park and, did it. When I was growing up, you know? Oh, Girl, the boy lovers, Park, you know? Yeah. Well, the yeah. Nambla people were behind the one of the lawsuits against Michael Jackson. Yep. And I mean, so oh. it's, they're, they're very real. Um, oh, they have a website. Very. Yeah. I mean, it's very scary because their tentacles are everywhere and they are trying to become part of the, you know, LGBT. Yeah. They want to get a banner in there. Yeah. They want to be part of that. It's terrifying. I think when you think about not even to segue into what's going on with our children, but like, I mean, I know we protect our kids, but, but man, the brainwashing that's going on with kids to, to, to make them, trans or to make them think it's that just the overall thing. sexualization of them you know i mean that it was it wasn't a thing when we were growing up yeah there were perverts out there there were child molesters but it wasn't mainstream it wasn't it wasn't in our school to talk about do we think maybe we like girls or boys like yeah that wasn't a thing and it's not about acceptance it's about letting kids choose their own path and my son's in like- fourth grade or third grade this year. And mm-hmm. he had kids already talking about themselves being gay. 
Yeah. And he, he's like, dad, what are, what are they talking about? And I'm like, dude, and I explained it to him <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, they don't know what they're talking about right now. They're just mm-hmm. make, they're just parroting what they're hearing around. Well, they're themselves. Disney Plus. I, yeah. And yeah, no, I mean, that's all over. They're having cartoons coming out with like lesbians. Well, Disney are... said they're going to push it even harder, especially the trans <laughs> stuff. <laughs> We're going to push this did. harder, boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the woman came out and she took shit for it for yeah, like a week, good. but she never mm-hmm. retracted what she said. But that's I mean, they, they're out there saying that they're going to push yeah. this they're agenda for loud. what a population that's like less than one percent. Well, right. dude, and that's the crazy thing. Do, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want as an adult. Be whoever you want to be. I don't. I do not care. It doesn't affect me in the slightest. But when you try to push an ideology onto the children that wouldn't otherwise be there, like if a child's going to grow up and want to do whatever, that's great. But when they're seven, they shouldn't be saying if they're cisgen, they're cis, whatever, or what, whatever that you know they're identifying their. They shouldn't be thinking about, about it at that age. No, it's not, no. It, there should be growing up and enjoying. Go eat kids some dirt. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember no. two years ago, my son said to me, he said it was two years ago, and he said, you know, mom, X Y Z is going to be. Oh, I'm going to be 15 then, and he goes, oh, probably then is by the time I'm going to know if I like girls or boys. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, someone said that at school, like you you're gonna find out if you're gay or not by the time you're 15 and i was like what like oh my who are you talking about we've switched schools since because it was a very liberal uh, private school but um with the teachers kind of pushing the agenda but um but now it's so funny because we had a conversation like a month or so ago and he was like yeah, mom, there's like, there's no question that, that I'm probably gonna like girls. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know why he brought it up to me, but it was just so interesting that like, that's on his mind. Well, you can you tell know? you and live that's... in a red state because uh, mm-hmm. it would be five instead of 15 if it was a blue state. Right. Well, so no, uh, it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Not to get personal. And I'm sure that you've talked about this on like your, your uh, social media and stuff, but like an age range of where your son is right now. Like what? Oh, age he's range? 10. Yeah. He's, 10 oh, he's okay. Old. Yeah. He so, knows already because mm-hmm. I, I knew when I was mm-hmm. like five, six, um, yeah. you just, there's something instinctual about that. And yeah. but he is getting this pushed on him that he's questioning it because mm-hmm. I, I liked exactly girls. Right. I liked girls when I was like six or seven, but I played with Barbies. You know what I mean? Like right. I played with girly toys because I liked mm-hmm. taking their clothes off. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a no, thing. It's that, so true. Yeah, no, it's totally. No, I can see it. I can see it in what he does and what he says. Like I, that's not a concern, but it's just interesting that like he's even having that dialogue yeah. in his mind. Yeah, yeah. That he has to say, like, okay, when I'm 15, I'm going to know. Right now, I think it's, you know, girls. But when I'm 15, I'll know for sure. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, on his 15th birthday, it's just going to, there's going to be a switch that goes off, and he's going to know. Right. And it's just, it's just so embedded in the culture. And to see it, like, I'm so glad that, that my kids are protected from it. But there are other, I've seen other parents who actually, like, one woman in my community was constantly cutting her daughter's hair really short and dressing her like a boy. And everyone thought you know, oh, maybe she's going to be trans. And then it, it came out that like her father was saying that she was crying, saying, I want my hair long. I'm so sick of people thinking I'm a boy, I'm a girl. And it was because the mother really wanted to have a child that was trans, you know, and, and it's because it's so about sad. them, right? It's mm-hmm. not about the child. It becomes about, about them. 
it becomes about their cool posts on social media with their kid who looks like a boy. Oh, you know? it's and so like, sick. It's so if, sad. If you were yeah. to tell like 10 or 12 year old me that people were going to be calling themselves queers in the future, I would have yeah. thought it was so weird because like we called our friends queers. Yeah, we're just being stupid. Yeah. It wasn't anything about sex. You'd be like, this guy like tripped, like, you know, or, or fell down on a skateboard. And be like, oh, you little queer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Queer fag so, and retard. Those are three yeah, words we you did. get fag away with. All the time. Yeah. And it was like just part of our vernacular. But if, even if you go back, like I've had this weird um, stunt, stint of like watching like very old movies and you see the big difference in the culture between mm-hmm. the trans community or the gay community and to where it was back then to where it is now and not saying that like prejudice is right or anything like that i'm definitely not saying that like i want people to embrace who they are and who they want to be but just don't push an agenda that might not already be there yeah but make it representative of the population too right Mm -hmm. it's not it's so it's so jammed in our face that it's not Mm -hmm. like what we see on a daily basis It's true. It's true. And it's, it's, it's sad because it's almost intentional when you see like people who in prominent positions who are tweeting, like, I'm not going to rest until every child is trans, or you see, you know, the, the LA gay men's chorus course, or wherever they were at the West Hollywood, I don't know who it was when they were like, we're coming for your children. That's alarming. Like, and that's enough to really make you want to pay attention to your kids and what they're ingesting and what's happening and talking to them about what they're seeing or asking them about what they're seeing. I think that's really important. Yeah. And that's the key right there is asking them because I mean, I know I send my, my son goes to public school and Mm -hmm. the first thing he, when I get in the car is we go through his day. I want to know, you know, what are you guys learning about? What, what are you guys Mm -hmm. talking about? What are you and your friends talking about at lunch, you know, and get into that. So, and and look for warning signs because listen, it's your child. You Mm -hmm. can go into that school and you can, you can cause hell and you should, if they're doing things that you don't agree with. And, and if you have to, you have to change schools. I mean, we're lucky Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're in a small town and Mm -hmm. they have very good values in this town. We don't have to worry about them teaching, you know, trans, Mm -hmm. having trans story time here. Mm -hmm. Um, that's happening in my community in some of the public schools. Mm. Unfortunately, it's in our area, right? Yeah, and that's area. the crazy Not, part. Yeah, yeah. Because our area, we have, you know, we, there's a lot of colleges in this area, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of liberals that go along with that, like real yeah. lib- ultra liberal stuff. And uh, especially a little south of us, there's I forgot what the name of the women's college is. One of the big women's college in the world. Is that that Bryn Skidmore or something? Bryn, Bryn Mirror or some shit like that? No, it's maybe Sarah something. I don't know. But oh, it's a, yeah. where that girl, the Ministry of Truth lady Smith? went. It's not that one? Smith, Smith College. That's it. Yeah. Smith College. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of people here from Smith, actually, including the school that I transferred my kids out of. Oh, yeah. It's a big, <laughs> they live in, yeah. It's so. Their school, their school motto is just sexual harassment. Yeah. That's all that they <laughs> Me Dude, too. Hashtag me yeah. too. That's their hashtag BLM. Hashtag George Floyd. Fuck. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's weird. I got a random question for a, a food topic. Um, do you guys prefer drumsticks or the flats when it comes to wings? Ooh, we're talking like buffalo wings. Yeah, chicken wings. Yeah, buffalo yeah. wings. Yeah, drumsticks. drums, flats. You like drums? drums. 
if it's my, I see, I have two answers because if it has seasoning on it, you know, if it has a sauce, I like the drums. If it's a dry mm. rub, I like the wing, the flat. Okay. So yeah. You get the meat it gets in between the bones and I feel like you get better flavor. Is Very this a psychological examination? Is there no, I've just been listening. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know it's all. What random. did I just like, answer for you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I, gonna catch oh, you guys you off guard. Drum with a shot, you're gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess what? One, one is a fag, one's a queer. Guess who's who? <laughs> no, um, no. I've just been listening to this show where they ask these people like really trashy food questions, and I love it. Like, there's something that's so I'm addicted to this fucking. It's a comedy podcast. But it's just it's a funny thing, like See, the shit that they say. All right, one that bo- one that puzzles me is hot hot dogs. How do you dress your hot dog? Mustard. I mean, if we're talking just like the 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 big three, mustard, relish, and ketchup. I'm going all mustard. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. I'm not putting ketchup. Just mustard. I like a toasted bun. But if we're gonna get a little more esoteric, I like the onions and the chili and cheese with a little mustard. Yep. Okay. That's it. All right. So I've got the Chicago influence because both my parents are from Chicago. So it's okay. like, it's like every single thing under the sun. And then there is a hot dog and a bun there too. <laughs> so it's like, it's like mustard, ketchup, onions, pickle relish, um, jardinera, you know, like hot peppers. It's got everything that you could imagine. Yeah, Sometimes the they put pepper. spinach, like raw spinach. Sometimes they put that on there too. Really? Everything on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So like I, when I have a hot dog, um it's like or like in the past when i've had them it's like how much can i put on there it's like every it's like a meal for oh. two days. so what do you do you put you get like a sub roll you throw a little hot dog in there and then it's all just condiments packed on yeah top. and the condiments like fall all over the dishes <laughs> and then you have a fork to get the rest of it but it's like there's a hot there's dog like somewhere no way to be <laughs> eating a hot dog like a hot dog is never a date idea in chicago <laughs> the hot dog sure. is like the center of a tootsie roll tootsie pop it sounds yeah. like in that equation <laughs> Well, the Chicago yeah. dog is it's a poppy seed bun. You got tomatoes, yeah. sport peppers, mm-hmm. relish, mustard, Everything. celery, salt. Hey, don't uh, yes. don't talk to me about hot dogs. I actually had an idea oh, for a food truck. And I did I tell you about this, Matt? Yes. Like wieners across America. Yeah, yeah. you're going wieners, man. Wieners up. Billion, billion dollar mm-hmm. idea. I just don't have the Love money it. to get it started right now. But yeah, hot dog for every state. Each state has their iconic food on top of the hot dog. So, you know, it is what it is, but that's the best idea. <laughs> if yeah, you, you parked gotta... anywhere, you brought that to birthday parties, that would be insane. Dude. Yeah. You got yeah. like for California, you got mm-hmm. like a Monterey, you got avocado and a fucking mm-hmm. tomatoes on there. Texas, you got Fritos and chili, you know, Sonoran Idaho, dog you here. On it. <laughs> what? You go to Idaho, you put bison on it. Or potatoes. <laughs> yeah. My Vermont hot dog was a vegan hot dog because that's where Bernie Sanders comes from. There's a lot of soft soy boys up there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got some good stuff. But yeah, no, I've just been addicted to this food show, man. It's so funny. Um, Trash. And and we can change the subject, but I'm curious if any of you guys had a really ghetto trashy food that you guys ate as a child. Mine was hard ramen noodles with the seasoning packet. You sprinkle the seasoning on the the ramen noodles without cooking it and you chew on it. That was I did college. The same thing. I did the same thing, and I actually would also like sprinkle hot sauce on it. Okay. So it was like the seasoning. That's packet. classier. Yeah, and then hot sauce on it also. Okay. The other thing was like oatmeal straight out of the packet. Like we wouldn't bother to cook it. Dry oats. Yeah, <laughs> that was in college oh, though. Yeah, like okay. in the elevator on the way to class. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, snort it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
that's funny no man it's just fun it, it's a random thing no that, that is great too. and it's good because it like <laughs> relieves the pressure of all the heavy shit we talk about all the time you know well, i might actually start doing it with podcast hosts mm-hmm. like like get them on and just talk about these dumb things that like mm-hmm. they used to do as a kid and like just do yeah. one a month or something like i'm trying to do like a little sideshow where it's not conspiracies yes you gotta dude, break I it think, up dude dude honestly I matt i think and you you might respect this because you're in the podcast game. Emily, you should get into it. I think you should have a show. Um, but um, there, I think podcasts where people just get on and talk, not necessarily like this, because this has a direction, right? Even though there's no direction, there's a specific community that listens to this and it's topics all over the place. But I think when people just get on and talk about nothing, I think that that's got about two years left before that is like, because you got... And I posted a clip about this from Tim Dillon talking about it. You're getting massive celebrities that mm-hmm. have made millions and millions of dollars starting podcasts now. And it's like, yeah. dude, that's when the culture kind of dies out. Dies it's out. not, yeah. you know, people in their basements anymore and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So there's well, always going to be a place. When celebrities infiltrate anything, it's for a purpose. Yeah. yeah. Once, once corporate it's gets its hands on it, we're mm-hmm. fucked. Right. And that's exactly it. But hopefully, hopefully not. Like, hopefully the core base of the people who listen to these things are going to stick with who they know, who they trust, what they, you know, what, what they have and what trajectory you take. If it's, you know, talking about more fun things or talking about conspiracies, it's great. Or even if you break it up, if you had segments, you know, where part of it is talking about conspiracies, part of it is like the random A or B, would you rather? Well, I think it's going to splinter like what Matt does, I think is brilliant. I used to not think that the history was so interesting, like just straight education. I didn't think that was so interesting like a few months back. But now that I'm seeing how things are evolving, I think that it's either going to go strictly information based or strictly people that you interact with. Yep. I think that that's what it's going to be. I don't think that people are going to go on. And I hate to say it, but like, listen to the to the big show. I'm not even going to say I was going to say a name of a show. I'm not going to say any names here, but I think that there's some shows that that, you know, have been around and have been pretty big that aren't going to have a place for some reason. And I don't know why I feel that, Mm -hmm. but you just kind of see the culture moving in that direction. If you're kind of I I mean, I'm with you, right? Because I noticed I mean, I, I was a podcast junkie for like two years where i was listening to you know six to eight hours a day worth of podcasts Mm -hmm. between work Mm -hmm. and walking my dog and stuff and i'm at the point now where yeah i there's a few of those that i'll listen to where it's just two people talking but unless there's a point to it i i don't have any interest anymore and and i've noticed even there's certain topics i won't even listen to anymore because i feel like everybody's done it um and it's just you know another and that's why you know i kind of took the approach that i did is i wanted to do one i'm not great at interviewing people so that's why this is a perfect forum because it's just interactive and and when it comes to the actual inf hey how are you (laughs) i saw you eating a pop the other day was it good yeah yeah (laughs) And uh, but I like the education part of it because that's where, you know, I I like learning. But I think like I like listening to that type of stuff, too. I like to sit down and listen to something where I can learn something new. Um, Well, for me, podcast is where I get my news. 
right? Or yep. where I get my, not only just, you know, not, not really news, but like where I get my position in the world, right? So where my mindset is going and what I'm thinking about and like what's going on. Um, similar to when our, in our parents, you know, when we were in the eighties and they would sit down and like read the paper, it's how they just got yep. their positioning. Right. So now podcast is where I get a positioning because I can't trust the TV. I can't trust, you know, the newspaper or the news on my phone at all, but I have to select your sources. You have to really evaluate your sources too, very carefully. You see CNN though, making a serious pivot to mm -hmm. try and become that source again. Because yeah, they're yeah. they're abandoning, they're going to fire Brian Stelter. He's the next one to go, um, right. and and you can see that. You can see the writing mm -hmm. on the wall. The guy is kind of alluding to ideas of firing anyone that is still talking about the big lie, which I think is a hundred percent true. The big lie being that Trump won twenty twenty. And again, you know, I'm very critical of the man, but I think that he won the election. I mean, mm -hmm. I've never seen. Dude, you look different right now, Emily. The lighting just made you look like a completely different person. That was wild. <laughs> you see that too? That's funny. I don't know what it is. My light in, on my Zoom, it keeps adjusting. I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe Whatever. there's a ghost in there with you. No, that and now yeah. you look back to the Yeah, wall. it's going like that was fucking weird. Yeah. Me out. But no, um, yeah, and and um, like for mine, I try to do like for my show, I try and get people talking points that they can like talk about like at a bar. Or like mm -hmm. on a date or something. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It's like just weird out there stuff that's like, you know, hopefully these people connect in some way and they're like, hey, so have you heard of, uh, you know, the Lucius Trust? Or like, what do you think about the <laughs> And then you can talk about <laughs> the right? greatest sounds... pickup lines ever right there, right? Well, that's not a pickup line. You've already you've already swiped well, right on Tinder. Are, you know though, I mean? If you want the right people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want the right people, that is a good pickup line. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I think that people are going to have to find their purposes. And I think just to finish off on this point, I think that the reason why podcasts are dwindling down as far as like why they're significant and why um, why I don't think that they're going to have a place in the future is because so many people have them that probably shouldn't have them, mm -hmm. right? And I've always promoted people. Sure. I, I think that anyone should have a podcast if they want to get their voice out there. Um, but I mean, dude, when you look at like the rankings and the, and the percentiles of where some shows sit, including mine, I mean, there's a lot of garbage podcasts out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah. Matt has killed the game since he's, you know, come in and he's done a great mm -hmm. job and, and you deserve to be where you're at, dude. But there's some spots, there's some shows that are out there and they're like top 10% or top 5% in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, you're getting like 200 listeners a week. And you, you know wonder I mean? how they get there. It's because, yeah. well, no, it's because there's so many shows out. There's 20, I think there's 20 or 200 million. I know it's a big difference, but there's a shit ton <laughs> of podcasts that are out there and they never delete these things. You know what I mean? There's some shows where they put out one episode and then that podcast is out there forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then these people get confidence and then you can also buy listens. I was actually researching this today. Um, you can buy listens. Um like thousands and thousands of <laughs> listens yeah and they're real listens and they jump your your podcast up on the charts and whatnot and um it's very cheap to do it it's like 40 bucks for like fifty thousand listens you really? know what i mean That's yeah crazy. and people are they real I, now i wonder if you if those count as real listens do you get anchor anchor sponsorship because that could be a massive scam right there it is a scam it's a scam but it's it, and you know who does it matt spotify it's Get called out. spot it's called Spotify Jesus listens, Christ. I think. 
Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking at it. it was tied to the Twitter bots. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's the whole thing because there's no there. So like the, the whole thing with like, like I would be interested to see like a show like yours matter, a show like mine would pair up with some shows that are like high up in the ranks, but really don't have like the, the logistics behind them. Yeah. If like, we got the same doing? audience, right. You let, you get, you let a hundred thousand people listen to my show, a hundred thousand people listen to yours and a hundred thousand people listen to theirs and see what the ratings are off of that. Yeah. No, I'm talking like a hundred thousand people listen to you. A hundred thousand people listen to me and 500,000 listen to this other show. Let's see how much we can sell of the same product. Well, no, I'm saying, what if it's even, right? Um, what if it's even? What if we're on even ground? All of us have the same equal listenership and we can s- see what we can sell. Okay. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. 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 No, that no, that's sense. what I'm saying. What if it's even? Because, you know, I understand your scenario, but what if I, what if our shows got the same, reached the same amount of people they would? Would, would you Actual know, I, people? I, yeah. I think we'd have a bigger impact. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting over that hump and getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see what this thing's called real quick. It's interesting though. There's so many scams out there. Yeah, well, we're in one giant scam, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. What do you got for us? So it's called um, SpotifyStorm.com. Um, buy Spotify podcast plays, high quality and secure. And um, you've got pricing. Okay, so five thousand for forty four dollars, fifteen thousand for one hundred and nineteen dollars, fifty thousand for three hundred dollars, one hundred thousand for five hundred dollars, and those are the packages that they offer. But this is an official Spotify uh, sponsored thing. So Spotify, it's got the Spotify logo. It's a sponsored thing. It's it's one hundred percent legit. But um, yeah, dude, I, I think that people That's the use Twitter the of podcasts right there. Yeah, that's probably using those same bot accounts to play the, you know, give it a give it a listen. Yeah, to generate those those rooms of like bot accounts. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's wild, man. Nothing's real is my point. So, you know. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it. I know uh, I know M's got the kiddos. She's got to get to. And uh, guys, this was a lot of fun. Emily, thank you so much. Um, Where can people find you? Thanks. I'm always happy to be here. It's such a great conversation. I love you guys and your podcasts. Um, I learn so much from you both every day. So people are not listening to both of you, which I'm sure they are. They need to be. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at, uh, at Miss Embly, M-I-S-S-E-M-B-I-L-Y. Um, and that's where it is. I'm just sharing information that I see. Um, when I share something, it's not always that I believe in it, but it's just to raise questions. And that's what we're trying to do. Talk, people. Talk. Ryan, what do you got to push, my friends? Yeah, man. Thank you. No one knows shit. That's the point of the episode here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, uh, Emily, like I said, I meant that I meant that really sincerely. You know, it's great to talk with you. Um, Glad that you're back talking a little more and hopefully, you know, uh, we'll see you here popping up on more shows. But yeah, um, as always, Matt, Mondays are fun for me. I enjoy these every single week. And uh, people know where to find me, dude. Um, there is a new product that's going to be coming out that I'm affiliated with. I'm not the owner, but uh, I'm excited uh, to to share something new that's going to be coming out with a lot of people um, trying to build like a cooler culture around this conspiratorial, crazy people shit. So hopefully, 
you know, it'll uh, it'll get more people that are thinking like this to kind of like, you know, be inspired to create other shit that'll be like, you know, into weird shit like we are. So uh, that's the only thing I'll just cock tease you a little bit. But uh, what about you, Matt? Yeah. You nice. Thanks for that. <laughs> I was like, OK, he's going to drop. Oh, he's waiting on us. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, find all my stuff at the Great Deception podcast, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Patreon. Go find it. There's a merch store. Um, T-shirts are awesome. I'm a little sketched out on the sweatshirt right now. So hold off on those. I'm going to go back and try and redo those. Um, but and Emily's got a mug. Thank you for the product placement, M. <laughs> and with that, That's a stay shot. strong and question <laughs> everything. More for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe all day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged, and nobody seems to notice Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hardworking people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Yeah. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on. The fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream. Because you have to be asleep to believe it. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. they got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't vote. Two reasons. 
Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years doesn't mean a fucking thing. And secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say, they say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, did not even leave the House on election. It's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can fuck with you anytime they want. As long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing. Germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths. <laughs> Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Now, now, to balance the scale, I'd like to talk about some things that bring us together. Things that point out our similarities instead of our differences. Because that's all you ever hear about in this country is our differences. That's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about, the things that separate us, things that make us different from one another. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money. <laughs> Fairly simple thing happens to work. You know anything different, that's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything they can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class.